Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paddy here. Um, just before we get started with this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we just wanted to let you know that this podcast is now brought to you by our other podcast, Pod Durst, a podcast about new metal. You can find a link to it in the show notes. And if you haven't seen this week's film, Taffin, just be aware that if you do listen in without having seen the film, the plot might be spoiled for you. Enjoy. What goes on in this town is none of your business. As long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here in my car. I have to sing this How do you like your pierce in the morning? I like mine with Brosnan. <laughs> I thought you were just going to go straight into I like mine with a Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, that's a Not very quite. bad approximation of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's actually quite... It's one of the most parodied lines in film history now, but now like, it's actually quite hard to recreate. It, it is. Sort of, it it is. rises, doesn't it? It's like, like those people who, when they talk, they're... The words go up at the start of a sentence and then down at the end of it. Except it goes up and then just stays up. It's like, then maybe you shouldn't be living here. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. Yeah. Because <laughs> much that was like... Good. you good. Much like the line before, which gets cut off early, it almost yeah. feels as though there's this... Some reason. Because like, <laughs> none in this town is none of your business. <laughs> None of your Disney. <laughs> None of your Disnep. None of your Giznep. <laughs> well, Giznep. Speaking what of which, we got um, Giznep Plus this week. Did you? Yeah. Have you got it? No. Because the Mandalorian's on it, right? But Yes. Uh, only the first two episodes are on there. What the fuck is going on? They happen to be the only two that I've already watched. <laughs> through so, yeah, they're, dubious they're, means. They're adding them on... Um, in an old-fashioned way, aren't they? Rather than just chucking them all on Bullshit. Um, yeah. And Frozen 2 is on the US version, but not the UK one. Fuck that. Sounds like Disney can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they've taken also, our appa- money, so... a- apparently the uh, Simpsons series on there are all in widescreen when they shouldn't be. Oh, that's well. weird. So I haven't um, looked at any of them, but it, like that's the one thing you click on it. It says thirty seasons, and you're like, "What?" That's in there. So they've um, there were complaints when it was initially released in the US version because obviously you miss a lot of um, gags if you can't see the whole thing, um, which is exactly what the problem was there. And it seems as though for the UK release, they've just used the old ones, which caused a load of complaints in in the US. Oh, right. Um, for that's some reason, they weird. haven't put them back to being the way in which you can actually see everything that's going on. Um, that's extremely annoying. Yeah, so Disney Plus, uh, I'm not fussed. Yeah, well, what I will say is that there's some stuff in there that's rubbish, but movies, there's an amazing massive selection of movies and they've got all the like weird old Disney ones in there. So I'm very, very happy about that. The Ugly Dachshund. I wonder if that's on there, actually. Help, my dad is now a truck. Yeah, exactly. The Ugly Dachshund yeah. is on there. Have we, we haven't talked about that film, have we? No, we have not. Well, it's, it's my choice next, so, you know, maybe that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all the like weird um, like live-action Disneys from the 60s and 70s are on there, which is great. There's um, The Absent-Minded Professor... Does he accidentally create horrible um, monsters by being absent-minded? No, you're thinking of the nutty professor. <laughs> and that monster is Eddie Murphy. Because um, my favourite of the live-action Disney's is the Black Hole, which I think I've told told everyone about on this podcast. Yeah, I, I do not believe I've seen that. That sounds like is one of the on ones there? that they have based on a ride, but I may be so, wrong. So the I Black Hole, it's so. on there. I've got no excuse now. Um, yeah, go and watch it. It's cool. It's a good old, good old sci-fi about space and black holes and terrifying monsters. Uh, sorry, terrifying robots, not terrifying monsters. I don't think there's any monsters, but there is a very creepy robot. Hmm. And but, some very I mean, cute robots. 
Oh, like um, batteries not included. Yeah. So imagine, um, imagine the the robots from Silent Running meet R two D two. Oh, okay. You get, okay. You get the black hole robots, but then there's also one very terrifying murder bot. I could go for that. And so now this is the 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 two genders: murder <laughs> murder robot, cute robot. <laughs> Yeah, and the the only one that people are allowed these days is murder robot because, as we all know, murder is the essential ingredient for any podcast. Exactly, exactly. Where's the um, murder robot podcast? Yeah, give us give us the murder robot podcast. Yeah, that's what we want. We would my do fa- it, but we don't have time. <laughs> my favorite murder robot. Yeah, <laughs> you just go through all the stills from that film and you choose one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, for some reason, ten things I hate about you is on is on there. Oh, I wonder who. Ten things I hate about you. Is yeah. That, There's that... the Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin. Sounds like a baseball film, but it's not. There's a um, you know those like um, pictures of fireplaces that you put on for ambience because nobody has a real fireplace anymore unless you're wealthy and absurd. There's one of those, but it's like the um, the castle from Frozen. Ah, I see. So, is, um, th- is this making you want to get Disney Plus anymore? No. Um, so, Ten Things I Hate About You was a Touchstone Pictures release, which explains why it's on Disney Plus. Disney owns Touchstone. Yes. Cool. I did not know that. There's nothing they don't own, really. In there. They, yeah, they even everything. own us. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I told them to fuck off earlier in this episode, the the, the mouse police are going to come knocking on my door in a moment and take me away in a van. <laughs> You're gonna hear about it. No, no, it's not even like that. You're gonna go. You're gonna go back upstairs. Um, Walt Disney, played by Tom Hanks, is gonna be in your bedroom. And he's just gonna turn around and be like, "Rob, I'm very disappointed in you." He's gonna. He's gonna go. Of course, we heard you, Rob. It's a small world after all. <laughs> and now comes the gun. <laughs> yeah, uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua one, two, and three are on here. I'm very pleased about that. That that makes my day um I, I could read you out a lot more a lot more of the weird films that are on here but we can we can we can spread that content out can't we i'm i'm pleased that there's some absolute nonsense on there because what is a streaming service without absolute nonsense yeah there's dad napped that appears to be one of the goofy new ones though disney channel ones that never made it into actual <laughs> films like camp rock which is like high school musical but summer camp with guitars that sounds terrible yeah there's a thing called lemonade mouth which sounds like a smash mouth <laughs> lemonade <album>. mouth. <laughs> lemonade mouth that's a very bad note 2011 one hour 49 when five ragtag freshmen meet in detention it seems they have nothing in common oh where have we heard that before <laughs> but through the music they form an unbreakable bond and discover they have the makings of the greatest high school garage band in history. Olivia, Stella, Wen, Mohini and Charlie will need to learn to lean on each other if they want to book the gig of their dreams. Somebody once told me that life will give you lemons, so you better make some lemonade. That's good. I like and that. Put it in your mouth and that is the name of this film. I mean, yeah, what else do you do with lemonade? <laughs> do you freeze it and then turn it into lemonade sickles? Actually, yeah, lemonade ice lolly. I'd go for that. Yeah. 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 Disney Disney Channel originals? Mm, not sure about that. The only original I care about is the original prankster. Yep. I genuinely still have a soft spot for that song. <laughs> It's so good. And there's there's a like goofy video where they just literally act out all the things that are described in the song, aren't there? Isn't there? <laughs> yeah. I love I Where love they're all in high ideas. school, which is hilarious, because they all met in high school, and the guitarist, Noodles, who's like way older than the rest of them, he was the janitor. Exactly, exactly. God bless the offspring. I do love the offspring. Yeah, a... I think they're a band that still hold up. Yeah, you can listen to like The Kids Aren't Alright, or... Um... You know, hit that. Do you remember hit yeah, that with yeah. the blue people in the video? <laughs> that sounds like the Ricky Gervais dance from the office. <laughs> that, but that's clearly the song that he was supposed to be dancing to. It's clearly, clearly it. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I went to see yes. them that that year when that came out. They were very good. Oh, excellent! I don't think I've ever seen The Offspring live. Okay, so a couple of times. Very good. Um, but I do love them. I do love them. Yeah, but this isn't the place to talk about that because we'll have a space to talk about music, uh, diff- different music coming up soon, won't we? Spoiler alert. I was going to say, that's a huge spoiler. Huge yeah. spoiler. But this doesn't go out until next week, so maybe by then it won't be a spoiler. Oh, that's true. Because we're ahead. Good we're ahead on our schedule for We what? are ahead. Who, know- well, who knows if this will now. ever go out, because maybe we'll all be dead by the end of next week. We, we might be. We might We might all be gone by that point. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with the, the Rona, as it's being affectionately called. I, there were a couple of youths who walked very close to me on my mandated government walk today. Oh, really? And now I am coughing, oh, so I believe shit. that the youths have given me it. I didn't go on my government mandated walk. I just stayed in. But a plumber came to our house to fix the toilet, so he could have given it to me. But he wore a mask and gloves, Maybe. so fair play to him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. If this actually goes out, congratulations. You're doing it. We survived. Yeah. You're surviving. You're a You're survivor. Surviving. You're going to make it. <laughs> I'm not going to give up. Um, but something that reminds me of the days before coronavirus is the movie Taffy, yeah, which is the film that we watched. Which came out in 1988, the year we were born. The year, the year of our Lord, Paddy Johnston. Yeah. The year of our um, devil, Robert Gordon. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it That's works. That's how it works. And so Taffin, I was in a very bad mood when I chose this, and I was like, I need to watch something, something to make something me feel again. Up, something uplifting with some, some murder in it. Yeah, and so so Taffin, maybe not the most appropriate for this podcast, but there is some romance in it. Oh, well, the thing is that it, it, it ends, it concludes, the very, the very, very abrupt ending and the final scene is with him and her, and it's about where their relationship is going above everything else. So I think it is a love story overall, even though it focuses mostly on Pierce Brosnan fucking up shit gangsters. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some romance in here, so I feel as though we are justified. But yes, I felt like I needed to watch something to make me feel good. And Taffin makes me feel good. Yeah, it wouldn't be everyone's choice of feel-good movie, but I think it's it's actually... A surprisingly good watch. I actually enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. And I've seen it before, but not for a long time. And I think when I first watched it, it was around the time when then maybe you shouldn't be living here was the biggest meme on the internet. And all I did was kind of laugh at it. And I was probably drunk. And now actually sort of watching it as, as a, a sober, quarantined father, I actually quite enjoyed it. See, I think that Taffin is still a relatively underused meme. I think it was very big in certain circles, but I don't think it had the huge appeal um, worldwide of some other some other memes that went around. Um, but obviously there is that big old maybe you shouldn't be living here meme, which is fantastic. And I don't know, there's something... It, it does stand out for the rest of the movie. The rest, it, it is a very low key film. It mainly consists of him driving around, occasionally hitting or shooting things, uh, yep. blowing up an outhouse, which is my f- personal favorite scene <laughs> in the movie. Um, but then there is this very bizarre scene where he's sitting there in sunglasses indoors. Um, you've got that terrible <laughs> audio editing, and yeah. then the... and the thing is, there are there aren't any other instances of bad audio cuts in the um in the film. That's the only one. Yeah, that well, is, at least that I didn't the... notice any. It is it is the only one that I noticed on this watch. Um, I didn't I didn't notice any others. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's magical that that one little scene. Um, and and so like. I'm just having a look at how many views. So, so Taffin at most has 1 million views on one video. That's the highest amount on a single video uh, on YouTube. Really? Oh, that's nothing. Uh, our boy Pewds could get that in five minutes for one of his new videos. Exactly. So it's it's not, it's not a massive meme, but I think it's a meme that deserves to be shared wider 
it's, yeah, uh, it's that's hilarious. True. Okay, well, underrated meme globally. I guess I think because I and most of my friends at the time were fans of the Adam and Joe show, it felt like everyone was talking about it when Adam and Joe were the ones who brought the meme to prominence. Yes, yeah. So it's become a thing, but it's not. Um, it's not a huge, huge deal, but it deserves to be. Let's let's make this twenty twenty. At the moment, we see it as the year of coronavirus. I think we should see it as the year of Taffin, and we should all make a a, a very serious effort to make Taffin the meme of the year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely the year of Taffin. I forgot what I was going to say then. I was going to say something really profound about years and time and how we measure time and stuff. And it just went completely out of my bre- my brain because I was on YouTube looking at all the different versions of, of then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> my fa- favorite is the one where it's just him going, hey, and it's just yeah. extended for a very long yeah, time. Extended cut is great. Yes. And there's a couple of dance remixes as well. I've got um, an idea for what I'm going to do for the intro music, by the way. Oh, very nice. I'm very excited. Um, but but apart from that, it's quite a low-key kind of thriller. Um, he drives around. There's a lot of shit cars in this yeah. film. Not, his car is cool. <laughs> the one that he Taffin's, drives is nice. Taffin's and car you, is cool. You know that you're supposed to think that his car is an amazing car because it has like an origin story. And the film opens with the story of him getting the car. Yes, which is great. And and so he has a cool car, but a lot of the cars in this movie are very shit. Yeah. Um it's quite a low key plot for the most part as well. So he is he is, you know, this enforcer type that goes around and solves problems like He's a goon. Yeah, but he's a he's a philosophical goon. He <laughs> reads he reads big brain books and He's got books that his friend the priest does not like. Yeah, and they're like, and oh, I see you're reading your books again, Taffin. <laughs> and he says things like, "The mind is more powerful than the fist." And yeah, and that scene, like, incidentally, he's saying he doesn't say that. He doesn't use the words. He points to his face. Yeah, his brain, he he goes, this is, is more powerful, powerful than, than, this. than this. And then it zooms out, and he's got his leg up on the bench, and he's just standing there, leg up on the bench, talking to his girlfriend. It's like, why are you standing like that, Pierce Brosnan? Because Taffin is the embodiment of big dick energy. Yeah. You know, he, this is this is a confident man and uh, uh, a a comforting man. You trust you can trust Taffin. You can trust Taffin. Um but but there is that kind of there is this kind of philosoph- philosophical edge to his character where he's like, "Oh, well I read all of these these clever man books and you know, you've got to think about the power of the brain and then there's the whole thing about um you know, well, are you willing to accept the the consequences of hiring me to do this and all of that kind of stuff? Alongside him throwing people through tables and punching and things a lot and crushing shattering. a glass into a man's hand. <laughs> yes, which you know, the the philosopher king Taffin is the leader that we need in this year. But that's what's kind of great about it is that all the the scenes in which he took there are the dialogue suddenly gets really like pseudo philosophical and it's great because you feel like the film's trying really really hard to make some really 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 serious point but it just doesn't make it at all but you can tell that that ambition was there yeah and then in the next scene he's blowing up an outhouse it's it's beautiful (laughs) absolutely beautiful um and and yeah so so in terms of plot he's this enforcer fella he starts off with some low-key things like this man's being a jeb end go and steal his car yeah you owe three grand to your butcher who owes three grand to a butcher <laughs> just even if you run a restaurant you don't owe three grand to a butcher that'll get you in a serious hole just addicted to sausages yeah just chowing them down 24 hours a day um then he's he's helping out a band who were robbed out of a van by a dodgy car dealer yeah um all of that kind of stuff but then there is this but they didn't mysterious... need to use violence that's the thing he gives them the advice it's it's clear that he's not just a thug he tells them to go and say insurance to the man and then he immediately gives them a nice van yeah because that's how it works um but but then there is this wider plot of the mysterious buildings work that turns out to be for a chemical plant and obviously the chemicals are bad because 
chemicals are bad and capitalism is bad. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that as a kind of anti-capitalist, environmentalist, you know, uprising. I quite liked it. It's great, and the the message of this story is: if there's really aggressive capitalism going on in your area, kill everybody involved, and it will be fine. Yeah, set fire to the billboards. Yep. Yeah. Um, beat up some of them then they'll take care of the murder of the others and then all you've got to do is just kill the last few yeah in some in some barren areas there'll be a final boss eventually who you'll have to have a shootout with who, who do you who is the final boss of capitalism oh geez is it elon musk i feel like it's elon musk even See, though he I pretends think... to be all like left wing or whatever <laughs> didn't he didn't he once say that like i don't care if my workers die or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, surely the final boss is Mr. Moneybags from... Uh, oh, the Monopoly Man? Yeah. Yeah. Is that his, his actual name, Mr. Moneybags? I think it's Mr. Moneybags. Oh, but it? he looks so cheerful. Because <laughs> he's cheerful about the death of the workers. I suppose you would be cheerful if you had that much money, wouldn't you? If he had that much money, you would be so happy. You know who he looks like? He looks a bit like the Pringles guy. I think they might be like distant cousins. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags, Pringles. Mr. Pringle. I see. I think Mr. Pringle does actually have a first name. Barry. Barry Pringle. Yeah. But they're like distant cousins, but Mr. Pringle doesn't make as much money, so Mr. Moneybags looks down on him. But he does it while smiling and driving a car around and wearing a hat and being also a dog and an iron and a boat. Uh, so apparently his name is Rich Uncle Pennybags, not Mr. Moneybags. It's Pennybags. <laughs> Rich Uncle Pennybags. I hate it. <laughs> I really hate that. Because um, nobody has penny bags. If you've got bags of pennies, what are you doing? No one has pennies anymore. Can I just point out, by the way, that obviously we're, we're talking about evil, evil capitalist icons of different products um i also intensely dislike mr peanut which is not a thing that we have over here in the uk but yeah i know smug, the guy you mean though he's the very smug creepy. planter's peanut who they killed him off and brought in a tiny little supposedly cute dancing baby peanut in an attempt to do a sort of baby group baby yoda kind oh, of oh god there's like a realistic cgi one. Oh, this and is it horrible can, it can just go to hell it's i am terrible. not gonna sleep tonight like keep your capitalist scum away from my peanuts you awful people get yeah. out peanuts are only good in butter form anyway i like i like peanuts but you know what i like more than peanuts taffin the fact that mr peanut is dead yeah <laughs> and i hope someone kills his child Oh, okay, I I see baby peanut. Yeah, yeah. It's not cute. It just looks like someone drew eyes on a peanut. You've got you've got Donald Trump. Oh wait, this is something got... you're like. Mr. Peanut devours baby nut in horrifying fan art. <laughs> it's like that Kronos fan art, is it? Kronos. Oh, it actually is. I've just seen it. Yeah, that's oh, Kronos. Kronos. What do you mean you've just seen children. it? You clearly made it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. But no, Mr. Peanut is Donald Trump. Baby Peanut is Donald Trump Jr. Or Eric oh, yeah. Trump. Which one do you reckon he is? Eric or Donald Jr.? Um, Eric, because that's also my son's name, and I'm really unhappy that he shows his name as one of Donald Trump's sons, even though obviously he had it first. I don't think that's true. I think Donald Trump, to spite you, went back in time and then named his son Eric. Yep. And Donald, because he knew I was going to call my other son Donald after Donald Duck from DuckTales. Not, well, not Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge <No>. Johnston. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck Johnston. <laughs> or Launchpad McQuack Johnston. McQuack. <laughs> uh, I could do that. Dark, yep. Darkwing Duck Gordon. Oh, that song is a banger. There's do- on the, like disney music playlists that we put on we just put on shuffle for eric sometimes there's a really like banging version of the darkwing duck theme tune it's great there's something magical about about duck tales and its various different spin-offs and the music because i i know that you're a fan of it the moon theme from the duck tales video game is an all-time jam it's a bop it slaps 
It does. It and, and speaking of music that slaps, Taffin has some good music. I was going to say, the music in Taffin is actually incredibly good. Yeah. Like, all of the kind of edgy moments had that really good sort of, those like pumping synths and the kind of, yeah, the powerful sense of dread music. But it also mixed in like sort of lilting Irish folk music in the perfect way, in a way that shouldn't work, in a way that should actually be really incongruous, where it's like, is is he seriously fighting people to Irish flutes? But then you're like, no, it works. It, it really does. It reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen it, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Commando. Uh, no, I'm aware of it. Um, it's got one of the best montage scenes ever, which is where... Um, where Arnie basically strips down into a pair of swim shorts and then covers himself in body paint and then gets redressed in like army gear and then shoots a load of people with a rocket launcher. It's hilarious. It's an all time great Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Excellent. But that but that's got a similar thing where it's got the sort of moody synth work and very eighties feel. But then it like mix in mixes in like pan pipes and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a really it's a really strange uh, theme, but it works incredibly well, and it has that it it has that kind of um, that eighties feel that I think Taffin really manages to capture too. Yeah, definitely, Taffin feels extremely eighties, but as you say, in a relatively low key way, it doesn't feel like it's yeah anything about it really sticks out, even though it's it's obviously set in the eighties, and you can tell. But it's yeah, the the music is is fantastic, and it's like um, Stanley Myers and Hans Zimmer, which I hadn't realised when I watched it before. And you're like, yeah, of course it's Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Nailed when I saw, when I saw his name in the credits at the beginning, I was like, Hans Zimmer did the music to Taffin. What? <laughs> no, yeah, but it's it seems incredible. like him and um, Stanley Myers collaborated on a number of films. Oh, okay, that's cool. I'm looking at Stanley Myers as um filmography here and there's a lot of stuff that i haven't heard of but he did the music for castaway oh very nice oh no not that castaway a different oh, castaway a different castaway <laughs> 1986 okay. with oliver reed yeah oh but yeah so the music is very good that's great i will say though it does feel a bit flat at times this movie and and like i appreciate some of the low-key elements of this film um, where it, it feels, I wouldn't say it feels grounded because there's an awful lot of shooting people and an awful lot of fighting people. Um, but but it does feel almost realistic in some ways. But at the same time, there's all of these elements that do feel a bit flat. And I don't know whether it's just sort of like those flat camera angles where Taffin's lethargically driving his car along and then there's a bunch of people sauntering around a pub and it's like a bit like, mm, this doesn't really feel as high stakes as it should do. It shouldn't be possible to drive a car like that lethargically, but he manages it, doesn't he? He does. He does. <laughs> but I, I I do love this movie. I think there's something magic about it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it sort of goes from here's a scene of some pseudo philosophical stuff and then quickly back to some action. And then here is another scene in a pub and now we're in a club and now they're talking again. And it was just like, yeah, the, the pace of it is a bit odd and a bit off. Yeah, here's a random scene with some topless women dancing for no reason in the middle of this pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Why not? Yeah, which is very weird. They're, they're, and there are those sort of strange moments to it. The bit where they're in the toilets in the pub and then one of them just wheezes oh, yeah. on someone to, I guess, assert his dominance like the a pissing dog. scene. It's <laughs> um, just very, very strange. Um, and I, I weirdly sort of thought that that was coming because I was like, the, the the evil gang led by the bloke who looks like Andrew Collins comes in there, and they're um, they don't get to fuck people up. They're like, nah, that's, it's not going to end there. And it's like, yeah, of course they do it in the toilet because they're dirty fuckers. Yes, exactly. Um, Someone says fucker in this like that, and it's very funny. And I can't remember which character it was. I I I, do, I can't remember which character it was either, but um. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there are some strange moments in this movie. Like yeah. I said, the blowing up of the outhouse—that's a highlight. Um, the the random fight in the restaurant at the beginning, where they manage to destroy all the tables. Yeah. First, he like trips over one, and you're like, "Come on, Taffin, you don't trip over stuff. What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Oh, is it a, some kind of ruse?" Yes, it kind of is a ruse. Um, so yeah, that that's cool. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it it's weird, isn't it? It's a strange film. Um, and and this was kind of reflected in the reception that it got at the time. So here's a few quotes about. Yeah, Taffy. it didn't seem like it did well at the time at all. And it says here on Wikipedia, the box office it only took one hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much so, it cost to make, but so that's probably the US. That seems one. like a bomb. That's that's probably the US one, and for a Irish release, they probably don't have the data going back right, to 1988 yeah. for, for for worldwide. So I wouldn't take too much of that into consideration. But in terms of the reviews, Time Out referred to it as confused and unexciting, <laughs> and also criticised the script. Um, the Apollo Movie Guide said that Taffin was a disappointment for anyone expecting a smart Brosnan thriller with the Irish touch. Now, this um, I'd say this has more than the Irish touch. It's a it's a very Irish film, and that is a it good is, thing. It is. It is good that it's so Irish as well. It's, yeah. Um, but without, as um, our friend Gillian calls it, any paddywhackery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's none of that. You feel like it's actually a proper Irish film made by Irish people set in Ireland, without it feeling the need to tell you that it's set in Ireland. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which is nice. It doesn't feel like it's trying to play up to the Irish nature of it, does it? No, not at all. It just is. Although yeah, the baddies like... are all English pigs, so that's well, fine. Of course, of course they are. <laughs> they, they deserve it. They're evil Englishmen. Well, the main thug isn't, is he? No, all, all the thugs are Irish. The suits are English. Yeah, but you've got the two capitalist pig dogs. Yeah, one of whom dies in a fire. Yeah. Which you don't great. see it, but he dies in a fire. He deserves it. But he he's the one who is um who is actually killed by the other baddies, isn't he? In an yeah. attempt to in an attempt to discredit Taffin. Yeah, and everyone thinks he did it, even though like they've known him for like decades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they yeah. all just immediately turn on him and are like, You can't come in the pub now, Taffin. You've been a naughty boy. Yeah. Yeah. Taffin. <laughs> Ten minutes before We've the never- end of the film. <laughs> We've never known you burn a man to death, but you know what? It's probably you this time. You know what, Taffin? We're okay with you blowing up an outhouse. We're okay with you crushing a glass into a man's hand. But setting fire to a house is where we draw the line in this town. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, But yeah, so, so I don't know. I feel like those reviews are a little bit mean. And I don't know whether it's just a little, you know, just having a soft spot for this movie. Um, but I feel like I'm for Pierce Brosnan. I think if it wasn't Pierce Brosnan, you'd be like, nah. Yeah, that's probably true. Actually, I do love Pierce Brosnan. Um, he's genuinely yeah, one of my favourite actors, so, and so, he's just great. So yeah, if it wasn't him in this, maybe I'd be a little bit less, um, a bit less supportive of it. But I do. I I think there's something nice about this film, and I I like how low-key it sometimes is i like the elements where you know the the end scene of this film in terms of the sort of end shootout they just drive up on the sort of like beach sand dune area yeah in, on a quite a grim day and then just have a slightly quiet conversation and then he just shoots him and it's like oh that's quite nice it's yeah. not like a huge it's not like a huge lethal weapon-esque fight it's a it's quite a low-key thing, which yeah. is... And then it basically just immediately ends. <laughs> so yes, yeah. Says, yeah, that, there's that scene, then one more scene, then it just ends very abruptly. And he's like, I want you to clear my name. And then the guy's like, what will you do if we don't? I'll kill you. And then he just kills him anyway. So you, we just have to assume from that that he hasn't cleared his name. But it's okay, because he finds a sexy girlfriend at the bus stop and says, be cool. And then the film ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is what you want. That's what which you makes want. no sense. <laughs> um um but yeah so th- there are some good scenes i like i like um i like the arson man getting his comeuppance and being set on fire obviously yeah that's good dying in a car fire yeah the guy who has a 1988 cell phone on him in the park that, that's a massive you know mobile phone <laughs> that, that's how you know it's serious yeah, that's how you know he he makes a lot of money and uh, American dollars in a zip bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, 
yeah, it's it's a it's a good one. It's a good and one. the romance starts in a very odd way. It's like he goes into the bar to do some of his business, and then he leaves, and she, and she, the barmaid, who's like barely even spoken to him, is just like, "Hey, wait, I'm going to come with you and leave my job now." And then, like two minutes later, having had barely basically no dialogue between them at all. He's taking off her clothes and the sexy, like, Irish flute music over synths is playing. The emotional sex flute. <laughs> the emotional sex flute, the most important musical instrument of the 1980s. Hans Zimmer knows um, all about that. <laughs> he does, he does. And so, yeah, it, it is a strange thing, isn't it? It's just kind of like, you, come, I need a ride, all right. And then they're immediately kind of in love. Yeah. Um, and then there's the whole back and forth of you shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. You should be doing something better with your life before it kind of turns to, you can't just stop this halfway through and then back to don't go on a mission to go and end these people. And it's, it, it's a bit confused in its messaging there. Isn't it's it? extremely it's confused in its messaging. Yeah. And it's all like he was training to be a priest, but then something bad happened, but we don't really know what. And that means that he's not doing great things, not living up to his true potential. It's actually kind of the filmic equivalent of, you know, when like teachers in school tell you that you're not like living up to your potential, but you have absolutely no fucking clue what that actually means. Yeah, maybe that's why Taffin is so grumpy about it, is the whole sort of, hey, I know what I'm doing, guys. Let me let me hang out in this barn in peace. <laughs> yeah, and wear my sunglasses indoors and shout at people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he thoroughly enjoys what he does. Yeah, he does. What goes on in this town is none of your business. <laughs> as long as you're living here. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be living here. And there's Mr. O'Rourke, played by Ray McAinley. Mm-hmm. It's not funny at all. <laughs> Definitely <No>. not funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but everyone does a good job, I think, in the cast. The bad guys feel like bad guys. Taffin feels like a handsome rogue. Although apparently Taffin is not meant to be a handsome rogue. No, because it's it based comes... on books. Yes. I've looked at the books. It looks like they're long out of print, which is good because they actually look awful. <laughs> so there, there was three books, wasn't there? Um, there was Taffin, uh, and then Taffin's First Law, and Ask Taffin Nicely. There appears to be another one called Taffin on Balance. Ooh, exciting. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where you, you Google it and the covers are all really, really bad covers. You know, there's a lot of like dodgy ebook editions floating around amazing um so but the the ones i'm looking at have like a red cover that looked very 80s but it's got a picture of like a photographic picture of a guy who's supposed to be like taffin and he looks like a sort of fat mod (laughs) (laughs) giving two fingers up to the camera the sort of gallagher-esque gesture um and and apparently taffin was um he was not a handsome man he was supposed to be this ugly sort of balding fella yeah um, but would that have translated to film? He was decidedly overweight and very unattractive, according to uh, Linton Mallet, the writer of Taffin. Um, and yeah, I think for this kind of movie, you needed a handsome lead, didn't you? I think maybe if you were making a more cerebral film, um, like uh, a movie that I really like is a film called Blue Ruin, which kind of it does that vigilante justice thing, but it kind of turns it on its head a little bit and shows the grim reality of what that would look like. Um, and in that, the sort of the lead is not a, uh, uh, it's not it's not eighties Pierce Brosnan being charming. Um, and so, like I don't know, I think there's there's ways you could do this film and do a Taffin story that would work, but equally for the film that they made they needed a a handsome roguish lead didn't they yeah absolutely a man who at the age of 35 when filming this film looks about 23 yes yeah with that great hair as well oh his hair in this movie is beautiful i think i'm gonna try and grow my hair like that in isolation because i can't get out to the bar that's the thing i need a haircut at the moment which is very worrying um i'm just hoping that it'll turn into this taffin sort of taffin mop could give it a go you could yeah. certainly give it a go my head naturally parts in that place so 
Oh, okay. Well, I think hopefully the next time I see you, you're going to have amazing 80s Pierce Brosnan hair. Yeah, that's that's my aim. And just stubble. Just just the stubble. And you need to go around just wearing your shirt open like Taffin does. Yeah. it's. I do find it really, really interesting that the books are like basically out of print and nobody really even knows about them anymore. So, And at the time, they must have been doing well, at least for them to think, oh, we'll make a... a um, a film out of this but books like that tend to endure if they've been made into films but they this just hasn't has it and even the film is actually not easy to get hold of anymore and you're right about the fact that if it was truly the the meme of the century then they would have made it more easily available on uh, streaming services at the very least but i had to pay money to jeff bezos to get it so there we I'm go very i'm very sorry that you had to do that yeah um and, and like yeah that's blow up his outhouse and and that's the thing is this clearly had to have some kind of significance back in the eighties for the movie to get made, um, but it's not it's not held a cultural touchstone, and ne- neither really has the film, you know. Um, and and you can see that in terms of the number of people that have left sort of ratings of it in IMDb, where it's got a pretty low number. Yeah. Um, and but I think. Um, but people are going into it with expectations. And I think with these kind of films, you shouldn't have expectations. But maybe it's just because it's got Pierce Brosnan in. But just like go in expecting a fun, quite silly, pseudo-philosophical nonsense Irish romp. And there you go. But I think as well, um, I don't know that I've seen lots of films like that set in Ireland. So that that bit was kind of novel to me as well. And it being in the 80s as well. I just, yeah, ticked a lot of boxes for me. And I also knew that it was filmed in and around Wicklow, which is where I can trace my family back to. So my dad's side of the family, before they all moved over to Liverpool, were like fishermen from Wicklow. So oh, that's know, cool. Yeah, we maybe know, one we, of the we've got our history there. Maybe one of the extras in Taffin is someone who you're related to in some way. Maybe, yeah. There are some fishermen in the background in a couple of scenes. There's a dock. Yeah, maybe there's a there's a long lost Johnston there. There probably is. Yeah. That that makes me feel happy. Uh, uh, a, a genuine connection to Taffin. Yeah. Me too. I feel like me and Pierce Brosnan would get on. Yeah, of course, definitely. I mean, he'd get on with anyone, wouldn't he? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? A bit of Pierce. What's he up to right now? Being He's doing great. this king about Louis the Fourth. This king this film about king louis the 14th <laughs> he's genuinely become a king which looks awesome yeah he's um, he he turns up in stuff quite a lot that you're not really expecting um there's a horror movie coming out called false positive that has some other people in that i like oh yeah um so um elana glazer justin Theroux, pierce brosnan um oh. So I uh, at the moment it's one of those films where it says the plot is currently unknown, which is always very exciting. Um, but um, weirdly enough, the director um, is one of the producers of Wonder Chosen. All right, um, interesting. Who who um, you know helped direct that and also then directed um, some Broad City as well. Oh, which is okay, really cool. That's a good show. Um, it's a very cool show. So I'm I'm intrigued about this this movie. Um, and hopefully we get to see a lot of a lot of Pierce Brosnan in it. Yeah, that's all you can ask of a film. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give me give me some more. Um, give give me some more Pierce Brosnan. I want more. Yeah, there are a lot of Pierce Brosnan films out there, but. You can always have more. We always need more. Yeah, always more Brosnan, more Bronholm, more Bronholm. And there's a lot of um, a lot of his chest in Taffin as well, which is good. His gratuitous hairy chest. Yeah, you get a if you're a fan of Pierce Brosnan and his beautiful form, then this is the movie you could go to, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Goldeneye is good for that, and is a very good film as well. Oh, Goldeneye is such a good film. Yeah, 1995. So, you know, it's only seven years removed. And of course, Pierce Brosnan um, was nearly made uh, Bond before that. So um, he was up for it at the time that Timothy Dalton was cast. But because of his role in Remington Steel, he couldn't take it on. Um, 
and then eventually he was. And that um, was a good choice because Remington Steel is very popular now. It is one of the <laughs> top trending you know, show on Netflix. Yeah, when you think most important television shows of all time, you often think Remington Steel. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. Um, it's interesting that, you know, he could have maybe been Bond and, and, you know, maybe if he'd become Bond, we never would have got Taffin or at least it wouldn't have been him in Taffin. It would have been somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Remington Steel was an American show. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever watched it? I have not. I have not either. Hmm. Maybe we should watch some Remington Steel. <laughs> I think we should just for the... Just for the Piers Brosnan inclusion. His hair is a bit smarter than in Taffin. Unfortunately. Yeah. But but Piers Brosnan suits having smart hair too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there's no haircut he couldn't pull off. That's true, actually. I could see him do anything. That's especially why I'm looking forward to seeing him as Louis Fourteenth with that giant... Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be great. Um, right, so, so do, you, do you have anything else you'd like to share? About what else is there to say about Taffin? Taffin? No, I don't, I, I don't know. There's much more to say, really. It's definitely worth watching. If you've never seen it, give it a go. You know, why not? Yeah, give it a watch. It's The romance it, doesn't do much, but it is there. It is essentially a romantic film. It is about him and her, and eventually they do have their thing. So there you go. Yeah, give it a little watch. And, um, you know, it is. it is a... Relatively low budget, relatively chilled out little eighties thriller, um, which has some very funny moments, but also bits where you don't really have to pay attention and you can go make a cup of tea. And not enough movies have that these days. Yeah, that's true. Movies these days demanding all your attention all of the time. Give me yeah, a break, wanting, man. <laughs> wanting wanting to actually tell and have some boring scenes of Irish men talking in a pub, so I can go make a cup of tea. Yeah, let me have a cup of tea or go and get some chocolate. That's why I never watched Game of Thrones. It's not not enough Irish men in pubs. Yeah, talking about nothing. <laughs> With camera <laughs> angles sort of coming weirdly from behind the bar, so they're all in a line and you can't really even see who's who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I want from my extremely expensive, massive TV shows. <laughs> Where was that in Peaky Blinders? Yeah, exactly. You've got all those people in pubs, but... It's all engaging conversation and plot. Yeah, it's I all want... stuff you have to pay attention to. Yeah, I want Rubbish. it to just be not that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's good. It's it's an enjoy surprisingly enjoyable film and obviously meme of the century. So Yeah. Yeah. Taffin twenty twenty, everyone. Yep. Taffin for president. Um right, so how are we gonna how are we gonna rate this? Uh let's see. How how many outhouses do you need to blow up to drive the capitalist shits out of your town? <laughs> so I'm going to go for a solid 12 here. You know, this isn't a great movie, but I have fun with it. So, yeah, yeah I think a 12 is all right. It's more than a Bon Jovi. Oh, His yeah, hair yeah. alone is a Bon Jovi. <laughs> well, yeah. He's, he could definitely have been in that kind of band in that area, I reckon. I could see that. Yeah, I Taffin, will go. Taffin does guest vocals with the band that he saves. Yeah, that that I did genuinely think that was going to happen at one point, but they they were too punk for him. Indeed. Yeah, and they didn't like books. He likes to read. He likes to read books. Um, I will give it an eleven. Oh, there we go. It's, it's above above halfway. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I don't love it as much as you do, but I did, it surprised me with how much I enjoyed it, even though I know that it's not, yeah, as you say, it's not great. It's not groundbreaking. There's nothing particularly, like, amazing about it, but it's an interesting little Piers Brosnan artifact, and it's worth your time. For sure. So, what have we got next, then? Uh, Well, I hadn't actually lined anything up, so as we were talking earlier about the ugly Dachshund, let's go for that. (laughs) Okay. It's, I've seen yeah, it many times accent. before. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, w- I won't spoil it for you, but you can probably it, guess from the title. Is it really hilarious or is it not hilarious? No, it's it's really hilarious. It's brilliant. From okay. 1966. I'm quite sceptical. Good. That's, will... that's a healthy <laughs> healthy way to be. I will give it a go. 
Yeah. Oh, there's so <laughs> much. There's so much great rubbish here on Disney Plus. I'm so glad I got this. The Shaggy Dog is on here. Does he ever team up with the Ugly Dachshund? Or maybe. Yeah. They're, they're, they are listed next to each other on IMDb. So the Shaggy Dogs from 1959, and it looks like the dog was quite old at that point. So if he made it to 1966, well done. <laughs> well done. They couldn't ever hire another dog. No, get another dog in. Had no other dogs dog. exist <laughs> ever. Like Airbud, it's all the same. Um, all the same. All the same, all dog. The same bud. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, it doesn't look like any of the Airbud films are on Disney Plus. <sighs> that must be because they're launching their own um, streaming service. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Airbud Flix. Airbud. Airbud Plus. Yeah. yeah. Airbud Prime. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be beautiful, brilliant. I'd pay money for that. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I think unless you have anything, any other public service announcements, then um, I think we're done, aren't we? Yes, indeed. Because the only public services announcement I have to say is stay the fuck indoors. Don't go out. Go for your government mandated walk if you have to. Go get go get milk and stuff. Other than that, stay indoors. Yeah, just yeah. Chill out where you can. I'm sorry if you're one of those people that still has to go into work. Yeah, if you still have to go to work, then I take my hat off to you. Respect. Yeah. Um, but yes, where you can avoid contact with others. Basically, live your life like me for the last thirty years. <laughs> yeah, if you avoid... want to share some tips on that, I think uh, I think everyone would be grateful. <laughs> avoid other people as much as you possibly can. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I'll uh, yeah, I'll let you get on because I know that Walt Disney, played by Tom Hanks, is waiting for you upstairs. He's here, just tapping his foot, waiting yeah. for you to get off so he can shoot me. Yeah, and his expression is one of only, you know, mild annoyance, but patience. He's a patient man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in. We really, really do appreciate it. And we hope that podcasts are bringing you some solace in these strange times and that Taffin does as well. And we will. Um, you can find us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod, on the emails BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com. And we will be back next week to talk about The Ugly Dachshund from 1966. Alrighty, bye-bye. Maybe you shouldn't be... Goodbye, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that one through. Here comes my baby Here she comes now And that comes as no surprise to me What goes on in this town is none of your business.